Hello and welcome to License to Chill, the Margaritaville podcast. I am Patrick McDonald. And I am Ryan Middledorf. It's your weekly Bite Sides Escape. Uh, take a break from whatever you're up to. Come hang out with us. Have some good conversations about creativity, good times, good vacations. Uh, we're happy you're here. And uh, we're really happy these two guests are here, Ryan. This was such a fun interview. Yeah, not one, but two guests. The first of which, Charles Chip Esten. He's a beloved actor, singer, and improviser. And as we'll discover a part-time fill-in DJ. He was first seen in the U.S. on Whose Line Is It Anyway in the late 90s, and he's since gone on to play memorable roles like Deacon Claiborne in ABC's Nashville, and most recently Ward Cameron in Outer Banks. His new singles, including In a Bar Somewhere and A Little Right Now, can be heard wherever you stream your music. And alongside him, we have Buzz Brainerd, one of the most beloved DJs around on Sirius XM's The Highway, and each week he actually hosts The Highway Music Roll happy hour at the Margaritaville Cafe in Nashville. He's interviewed every country star you can imagine, and he has roots in voiceover, most notably being the voice of the Disney Channel, a staple of every millennial's childhood. Please welcome to the show, good buddies and good interviews, Charles Eston and Buzz Brainerd. I have a whole bunch of stuff written down. Is that okay? Yeah, that's great. We'll let you do that. That reminds me of something else. (laughs) What is up with baggage handlers these days? (laughs) That would be great. Great. Chip's doing his tight five. That's right. He's got a tight three. He's got a five stretcher. Uh, well, Buzz Brainerd, Charles Esten, we know you as Chip. Thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate you guys being on the show. I, I love that you have us together because <laughs> we've been friends for a long time, become better friends, and um, this is the first time we've got to do something like this together. Yeah, absolutely. We, we I've been you know down on that Music Row Happy Hour. I I tend to pop in, <laughs> and uh, we have a good time. But yeah, this is t- very different. That's great. Well, air your grievances. Let's get it out. <laughs> we actually are not around each other enough to have I grievances. I, I have nothing to say bad about this guy because yeah. I'm telling you, he's uh, uh my crazy show on, on Lower Broadway here in Nashville. He's stopped in since the beginning, and he just uh, will come by and. And he surprises the audience, and it's so funny the reaction that uh, that uh, Chip gets from people when he walks in the door. And it's not just uh, you know who he is and what he does and his an amazing resume, but he, I haven't seen anybody kinder to an audience and more giving and uh, gracious. So it's always an incredible experience. It makes my show better. Oh man, I no look, I don't know what to say to that. I, just, <laughs> I don't understand. It's funny, I just don't understand the concept of what are other people doing, not being nice to an audience. I, 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 I don't understand. That. I know. I know. You'd be surprised. I, I mean, I've seen the comics that do it. I worked with Greg Proops on um, oh, yeah. Whose yes. Line Is It Anyway for a long time. And I'm, man, that guy was perfect at, at making an audience <laughs> laugh at themselves or like just calling them out. If, if they didn't laugh at one of his jokes, they were in trouble. And he would, then they'd be laughing harder than ever. But I was never that guy. I mean, there, there's people there that are incredibly nice. So what, what, would you, what else would you be? Exactly. Because we do have people that come by who uh, act a little annoyed. This is something I have to do. It's on my schedule. Sure. Right? Yeah. Now onto the next thing. But I always look at it because you know maybe because they it. have a schedule. Yeah, my day was over. I don't so have I just schedule. Stopped by. Yeah. I go, where free. can I get a free shot? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Friday. It's Friday. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but when you have that many people in a room that are in in a town like Nashville for a weekend and they want to take uh, four hours out of that weekend to share with us, I'm the same way you are. Like. I take a lot of photos. I yeah. learned how to do a selfie from you. Wow. Oh, <laughs> well, that's big. Yeah. That's big it, one, one of the things that Chip does is is he, first of all, you have to hand the camera to him. Mm-hmm. 
which is great. That's true. The only time I've seen him angry is if somebody has a timer on their phone. <laughs> it's a mild anger. And it's true, though, because what it is, it's, it's trying to streamline because there's other people waiting. So what I ended up finding myself doing is standing there uh, with a woman whose husband was looking at her phone going, well, that's the maps. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, he can't find her camera. So I'm just standing there like with permagrin waiting for this thing to happen. So slowly over the years, it's happened so slowly, I didn't even notice. I'll be talking to them and they won't even realize that I've taken the phone out of their hands. I've got their camera open. I've got it on selfie. If we need a flash, the flash is on. I lift, I lift it up high and I get, and, and invariably, if I ever have to go, my husband, oh, he really wants to take it. Then, then it just slows the whole thing down again. But uh, yes, yeah, sometimes you go, all right, here we go. And he goes, 10. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Oh, right, yeah. no. oh man. Eight. And you're just, oh, just thinking okay. about your whole life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, I should pick up some chicken later tonight, and we can go get the car washed. And... One thing he he hasn't told you that he does too. This is the icing on the cake. He points at the phone and goes, "This is the camera here," because everybody looks oh, at man. the. They yeah. look at the cell phone when you're sure. taking a yes. selfie. They look at and their own faces. Their own faces. Yeah. So it's so when over you get here. That crooked eye. I know we're on a podcast, so you can't see, but that you know that thing where your where your eyes are slightly looking yes. sideways. Yeah. Yeah. You want everyone to have their best selfie. That's very nice. Of you. I don't know why I care. I have this. <laughs> I have this curse of caring too much. I, the One of the other reasons about the husbands and wives is I knew for a fact you just don't say this wife is a huge Nashville Deacon fan. Mm -hmm. She has her one moment. They're at the bar. She hands it to her poor drunk husband who's never seen her phone before and is working it. And, and he takes the worst picture of her he's ever taken. And that's the photo she has of her and Deacon yes. forever. Mm -hmm. I don't want I don't want that to be a yeah. possibility. I'll take the blame if it's not good. He can say, it. don't look at me. We, <laughs> we were actually out last night uh, in Nashville and we saw uh, a woman pick the wrong drunk man to to take a photo and he dropped the camera as he was taking it and it was and we were on the second floor we thought he was going to drop it off the balcony but it's you an art form picking the right person <laughs> it like, is there's it certainly is. an age it thing is. you can't go above a certain age again you're young enough you're too young yeah. you're uh, but forever i have this man i guess I, i'm a little picky when it comes to these things i don't understand the concept of getting like the first two-thirds two of the is sky and then you cut right at the ankles like some people, like you're standing on a beach with your family, and they literally just cut your ankle, you cut your feet off. He's like, floating. They're not that ugly, these feet of ours. Can we have them in the photo? There's not an uncropped feature that would bring my feet back. Thanks for joining us on Selfie Talk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Buzz, for our listeners that might not know, I want to talk a little bit about uh, Music Row Happy Hour. Can you talk a little bit about that show, how it started? Yeah, we uh, we have a channel on, on SiriusXM called The Highway. It's the number one country channel. It's actually the probably the biggest country radio station on the planet. Yeah. I mean, we mm. reach so many people. And it's also like way up in our company, in SiriusXM. It's, it's one of the most popular. Um, and years ago, I had a few people come into the studio on Friday because it was the afternoon. I'm out in the afternoon. And then somebody brought a bottle in once. And then uh, <laughs> next thing you know, people are showing up. And now we have to like bring them up 30 at a time. And they're waiting downstairs. And the, the new boss came in and said, you guys can't drink up there. <laughs> 
I'm like, really? Because we are. We're drinking a lot. <laughs> oh, apparently, we can. We if, can. <laughs> we tried it. It yeah. works. And, and, and this Take guy, a breath, new yeah, boss. He, he had the wherewithal to say, um, we don't want to stop it. Let's just move it to a bar. Oh, mm. And it, it's crazy because we have the relationship with uh, Radio Margaritaville. Margaritaville has the second floor, and they started seeing for dinner at uh, 7 o'clock. So it was open. And so we took it up there, and for the first time that we were having the show, I was looking out the window of our studio. I'm like, damn it, nobody's going to show up. That's going to suck. And I looked out the window, and there was a line around the block from wow. the first oh, show. Oh, cool. And it has If been, you build it, they'll yeah, be drunk. It, <laughs> I don't understand why it continues to be that way, but it, it's a line Oh, like no, that. of course you do understand, yeah. because yeah. people are in their cars coming home from work on a Friday, and they're wiped out, and they, they tune into the Music Row Happy Hour, and they feel like they're part of this party, this happy hour that they're not there for, but they're in their car, and they're living it. And so when it's time to go to Nashville, how are they not- yeah. Going to oh, go yeah. by there. Here's something that that's subtle that you do well, because not only has Chip uh, been there a million times, but he also hosted for me when I was away once. So he took the show on his own, and it was just amazing. He was the only guy that could guest host oh, yeah. this show. But the thing that he does well that I try to do is um, you make it about them. It's easy to do. I interview a ton of big country music artists, and you know we have a, a lot of interviews and stuff. Those are great. My favorite people in the world to talk to are our subscribers mm-hmm. because they have the stories. So we have them jot down a few things, and we go through and we pick them. And then if you listen to them, then you go, wait, tell me about that. Stuff that you can never imagine in a million years. People will spill their guts on this radio program after quite a few drinks. They just they get on and they just they know your voice so well. And you ask them, tell me about that. And they start spilling. And that goes, that's, you know, that comes from the, uh, the improv, improv world I've yeah. yes. yes The and. whose mm-hmm. line is it? Anyway, the yes and for sure, but also the listening, mm-hmm. like you say. Um, and uh, my buddy Jeff Davis, one of the great song improvisers, he's been on Whose Line a thousand times too. Uh, he always would say that he could never stand if somebody would bring somebody up on stage and say they were going to improvise a song about him. And just sort of use them as fodder to mock and make fun of and and leave that person walking off the stage going, what just happened? He said that, uh, and I'll never forget this, he goes, no, 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 you're, you're, um, the people you bring up, your volunteers, you make them, the, they're the hero of yeah. the story. Yes. Mm-hmm. You want them walking off the stage with their hands held high in the place applauding because they're there for it. And then you can yeah. make that happen and you can give them that moment. So why not? We're uh, improvisers as well. That's our background. I'm a big yeah. UCB guy out in yep. LA. But well, you've we, seen uh, both then. You've seen like come on up here and let's just treat you like oh and get all the jokes off but the audience is in your hands and you can't if you make an audience member look stupid that's one of them and they're gonna turn on you yeah they're gonna say don't that person did not come to be in your show and you have to treat them well and you have to treat them respectfully you always have to give them the choice it sounds like you're doing that with your people too like oh just give them just just really benefiting them Yeah. yeah real quick my favorite one of my favorites of all times i had no idea this woman i said two ladies on stage and where you like where you're from i don't know salt lake city and um, uh, I said, uh, how do you know each other? And the woman says, well, I went on my husband's computer, found out he was cheating on me. And I found out who the woman was that he was cheating with. And I went down and she was a waitress. And uh, this is her. And I talked to her and we talked for four hours. And we spilled the beans on everything. Neither one of them knew about each other. They became friends. The woman decided to leave her husband. And she decided not to see the guy anymore. And she said, so we're here together on vacation. He does not know, but he's listening right now. <laughs> oh. 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 Wow. So, I mean, that's gold. How, you can't write that. Your goal. Oh, man. Yeah. Incredible. That's great. That's amazing. How have you seen the show evolve over the years? It hasn't. 
Yeah, it has no, no, there's no, ever, no, no, no. Ch- Chip's right because it, Chip's right at its core, it's the same thing. Drunk people in uh, Nashville and Lower Broadway. I mean, it's still bachelorette parties and all that stuff. So it hasn't evolved. The thing that's helped is that it's gotten uh, more well-known uh, in the music community and stuff. So it, it's kind of a, a, a must-do for artists and stuff. So we don't have a problem if somebody's in town having them stop by. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. nobody's too big. We just had Eric Church a little bit ago. Nobody's too big to come by and hang out and sing a song or two. Yeah. And, and we can never tell the audience ahead of time somebody's coming because it, it, will, it will be chaos. It's already going to be packed. It's already going to be fun. But if I go, hey, I got a buddy who's here with his guitar. So then it's a surprise. Then they leave going, you're not going to believe this. I was at the happy hour and Luke Combs came by and played three songs. Well, that's so much better than, than on, on tomorrow's show or on, on, on Friday's yeah. happy hour and, yeah. and doing it. That, that, that freewheeling nature of it is exactly what it is. And you don't need any of us to stop by. You truly don't. That, that party <laughs> would go on. So we're just there because why would you not? And, you know, yeah. So it, I, I'm joking. It has evolved in as much as... A party like that Kenny Ball is. I mean, they were you guys were smooth at it from the beginning, but it feels even smoother right now. Like, like they're looking for curveballs. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. back in the day, it was like, all right, let's just keep it on track. Now it's like, what can go wrong? What can we? What what can be interesting? What's going to be a little off the tracks and kind of and give us that moment? Something like that. You're just panning for gold, really. Yeah, and it goes back to I don't have the experience that you guys have in improv, but I I did work for a while in a group. Kathy Kinney, who you know, yeah. uh, oh. Kathy and I were in a group together for a while in uh, in uh, Los Angeles. And so I keep those rules in my head the whole time. That's what it is. And, and I'm listening and I'm yes and and I'm boom, 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 boom and moving it forward. And you just got to be ready. Yeah. The one trick when I had to host it, had to host it. <laughs> it was, it was no Sorry about that. <laughs> You're hosting this show. You understand? No, there was none of that. I um, When I got to host it, um, uh, one of the things you always have to have in mind is there's a few hard outs. There's times you have to wrap up an interview you like in the next 10 seconds and there's just you know Patrick going and he came to my house and I thought that he was gonna di-. and you're like all right and eight seven like how we gonna and, and he did get right in everybody all right. do, do you know how we fix that no how's that originally you should have um, told me yeah, the, no. <laughs> well you, you did a good job with it because we're we have a better situation now the first time you were there I don't know if you remember we had a, a table and it had uh, stationary microphones so I had yes. one and then there were a couple pointed out so they would be across from me first of all now their backs are to the audience they're trying to talk to me and it's a stationary mic and you've got a bachelor party like that and there's the one girl going that's fucking good <laughs> <laughs> trying to grab the mic so um i finally said we need uh cordless handheld mics mm-hmm. we gotta have because i can't put a microphone in somebody's hand because you won't get it back i could put it in there in front of them and let them yeah. talk at first i was afraid i was <laughs> petrified yeah. i mean it, it could get wild <laughs> so, that's how we fixed it we got the microphones back so yeah there's a there lot of times go. where i go yeah. oh, you're done yeah, yeah. uh-huh that's how you do it Hey, everybody, we just want to take a quick break to talk to you a little bit about the Margaritaville Perks program. This thing is amazing, and it's uh, not like your typical hotel loyalty program with 
tiers and restrictions and all that confusion. It's a really fun, simple, and easy way to get rewarded for booking direct and staying at your favorite Margaritaville. That's right. There are so many personalized options for you to have an enjoyable experience at a Margaritaville using these Margaritaville perks. You can select these options during your booking process or at the front desk, but some of them include uh, complimentary cocktails, a fruit and cheese plate, a movie pack, early check-in, late checkout, uh, room upgrades, resort credits, retail discounts, all sorts of things. Uh, this really takes your stay in a Margaritaville to the next level. So go to margaritavilleperks.com and sign up today. Back to the episode. I'd love to hear how you guys got started and, and the paths you guys ended up on, if you chose the paths, if they kind of came to you. Charles? It's kind of funny. I feel like I made a few pivotal decisions once or twice but mostly it was just going with the flow and and those decisions were made with premises that never happened like i started off as a musician singer songwriter in a band in college as that wrapped up all my friends in the band went on to be doctors and lawyers and stuff and mm. i knew i didn't want to do that i didn't quite know where i was going to go do music or um it, nashville wasn't calling for me yet. it wasn't that moment in country history or and i wasn't playing country at that time and i had a few friends that went out to la and were uh successful actors already i'd gone to high school with them in, in junior high and, middle, and elementary school so i said maybe i'll try that i also had this feeling that i didn't know if I would be able to hang on to this wonderful uh, girlfriend who is now my wonderful wife. Yeah. I go, I don't know if I just oh, went 30 over the, years. Yeah, 31 years. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Um, so uh, I have a song out right now called One Good Move. And that was probably one good move is saying, let's, let's try this acting thing. I honestly thought that along the way, in the same way it happened in college, I would bump into a bass player and a drummer and a keyboard player. And it just never really happened. But along the way, music always stayed in there. I, I played Buddy Holly was my first real job on stage in London for a couple of years. And whose line meant I always got to improvise songs while, but meanwhile, I'm doing all the other straight acting. And then finally this show called Nashville comes and that's not me planning anything. That's that's a that's a God thing, as my mom would say. So she that that show brought me here. People say, "What's next?" And I go, "I don't know, man." Yeah. I remember being early in my career. One of my friends going, "How do you live your life not knowing what you'll be doing in a year?" And I looked at him. I go, "How do you live your life knowing what you'll be doing in ten years?" <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just a different a different feeling and think a different thing you're open for. I, I guess improv as a way of life like just yes anding these things that come in your way yeah and just kind of uh embracing the uncertainty and finding comfort in that something will come i think yeah that's, yeah the scarcity well, mindset is something that i think we've dealt with a lot that's funny yes. you say that. i say i have uh, i live uh the philosophy of abundance yeah yeah like there's enough and and it'll come and if it's not your time right now where you're learning something along the way or something's being made more important you'll 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 take things less for granted out of this i've, yeah. I've always had that and it's it's great because grasping and clawing doesn't really do anything no we, no uh, it just is that desperation i've never seen anybody who their desperation added to their <laughs> success like. yeah there's there's something right. special just like you know submitting yourself to like what's coming your way and just being open to it and just you know we like to say it's like following the fun 
right? Yeah. It's yes. not yeah. like yeah. I, I need to get this in six months. I need to get this in a year. I need to be here in X number of whatever. It's like whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And I'm just along for the ride. Everybody sort of knows that in their heart. I mean, that's the essence of Margaritaville. And people mm. know that for like for a week at a time or for their beach week or for the, in the summer, they start to act away. And then they go back to it and they get nervous. I need this. I need that. No, I'm not. Look, please. There are people and families that need and are, and, and are in dire straits. I'm not talking about that. Nose to the grindstone. Need help. You're focusing that, of course. But I'm talking about that other thing. I sometimes feel like life is almost like a a roller coaster with a pretend steering wheel in it. Mm. And and so you, I can sometimes <laughs> I just feel myself just working that right. steering wheel. Right. And you um, it's not that doesn't chip that doesn't do anything. You're right. not really you're not really changing anything. Just yeah. just buckle in. <laughs> like a shopping cart yeah. with a, the, a kid's car on the yeah, bottom. Exactly, yeah, exactly that. <laughs> I go I, I just, you have to say to yourself what part of this am I truly affecting and what part of the and, and certainly worry doesn't affect. So my favorite song in Nashville is A Life That's Good. And it says, I want to look back and say I did all that I could. Now, that might seem in opposition to what I'm saying right now. It's not. You go out every day and do all you can, work as hard as you can, take advantage of all you can, make your gut choices along the way, but then let go. Mm-hmm. If I can look back and say, well, I gave that my all, then I'm fine with whatever the results are, whatever comes out of it. Yeah, Buzz, what about you? I actually started out kind of on the same path, and it's funny because you say you just go where it takes you. I was in New York, and I was doing some soap operas and stuff and some commercials, and then I went to L.A., and I every once in a while I have a little gig on a TV show or something like that. Got like a f- first line in the movie Clear and Present Danger, you know, yeah. little things like that. <laughs> That's little, t- little tiny things. And then um, one of the agencies I was with doing commercials asked me if I would audition for some voiceover stuff, and I like – got the first job i don't know how oh, i know how have you heard your voice uh, <laughs> but, i have no idea yeah, how no. i'd work so i i i started to do more of that and and, and realized i liked it um things gravitated finally i got to the point where i i remember i got offered like three days on a tv show in san diego and i went um no i think i'm gonna stay here because i can make more going into a studio for 45 minutes <laughs> and, yeah. and, yeah. and i was doing like a voice of intel or stuff like wow. this i'm like I, I can do that what an exhilarating feeling to say no to something like that yeah too. yeah yes. like, wow but, yeah, but no i was is, in hollywood la you guys know no is the most powerful word yeah, it is. Yes. You're nothing absolutely is as right. attractive as no it's like a cologne <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did he say to us yeah no now we really want yeah him. yeah exactly yeah absolutely so i just i finally gave up on on um auditioning for stuff like that because I, I was focused and the minute I did that it started to really just go crazy so yeah. I started to become the voice of a lot of different things it's funny because um, I used to I worked for Disney Channel for 17 years as the voice of Disney wow. in this this prime area here and and I, I did all the shows going back to um, Lizzie McGuire and even Stevens all the way through uh, you know uh, Hannah Montana and even uh, Jesse which oh, that's right. you were on that yes, show. I was, <laughs> I was so the fun. father on Jesse. Yeah, and, and and that he was only a marginally better father than Ward Cameron. He was yeah, never, yeah. never <laughs> there. <laughs> but so I was a guy going coming up next on Jesse. Here, stay yeah. tuned for the sweet life of Zach and Cody. So wow. I was doing that and some other shows that I had. I worked for Animal Planet and this show called Max X. And then I my probably my biggest dream job was um, a big baseball fan. And one day I'm. Driving around in L.A. and some guy called me. Didn't come through my agent. He goes, I work for a show called This Week in Baseball. It's been on for a long time. And uh, Mel Allen was the host. And he passed away the year before. And they said, we're trying to figure out what we're going to do. But I heard your voice 
I was doing something on Animal Planet. And he goes, I just wanted a guy who sounded like a baseball fan. And I think you're it. Wow. So I took over This Week in Baseball on Fox for uh, 13 years. The show's no longer on the air. It costs too much money to make. So they you know, now have a studio show. So that for me was like, wow. There's also been times where when I was an actor and I would go in an audition, I'd get down to the, the wire on something. And then I wonder that one person didn't pick me. I go, what yeah. if that day... They had not shown, yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. What yeah. if they would have chosen me instead? You know, I would have yeah. been a whole different thing or whatever. Well, well the whole right. butterfly effect of it is it, it's mind boggling in a way. It occurred to me at one point that your most important moments in your life, if you count them all up, there's a whole bunch of them that you're not even there for. One of the most yeah. important moments of my life was when Ryan Stiles booked the Drew Carey show. Uh, Ryan Stiles, for those uh, that would wonder, is the. The tall guy on Whose Line Is It Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Ryan and I had been in Whose Line Is It Anyway all the way back in the, the British version. And Ryan, when they finally brought him on that show, his talent was obvious. He exploded. It had been a very talking head sort of um, improv show, the British humor being less physical at that in that sense. I mean, tell that to Monty Python. But in what they were doing then, it was very verbal, very fast, very intelligent, wickedly funny, verbal humor. And then Ryan comes and does that as well, but also now is you know, looking like a baby fawn being born or, or, <laughs> right, right, or French right. kissing the lens of the camera. <laughs> right. so he's all over the place. Anyway, my point being, so he blows up on that. Then he goes back to the States and he auditions for the show called The Drew Carey Show. Because he got that show, he is on, on with Drew. Drew's a huge fan of the improv. Drew now is the, the king of ABC at that time. And ABC says, you want to do another show? And Drew says, I want to do this show. And it was the American version of Whose Line Is It Anyway? And I got on that one and that supported me and my family and mine and helped me uh, do the things. Uh, it was it was a hell of a day job. I'll tell yeah. you that. Yeah. To, yeah. to get to do these things. And it occurred to me that I wasn't even there for that moment. So you can't, there's no way to even know the things that are happening elsewhere, especially in this industry that we're in. But in most, yeah. I think, in most lives, you don't know these little strange little things that happened. My, my kids, when they were concerned about what college they would go to, and it was very, it was, seemed very stressful to them. I go, Look, it matters more than you'll ever know, but not for any of the reasons you would imagine. There was nothing about me going to William & Mary that mattered in my life at all, except for two things. The guys in my band that I met that changed my life and the way I live my life, but more importantly, the woman I met that would be my wife. So it's just those butterfly effect of things that you can't worry about. You just got to go with your gut and, and let the, pardon me, but chips fall. Where they fall. <laughs> yeah, okay. Wow. We're selling those shirts on the website. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and speaking of going with your gut, something that I think, you know, as two LA guys, I, I think everybody that lives in LA has a fascination and obsession with this is like, what if I lived somewhere else? You both lived in LA, but you were able to move out and move to Nashville. Um, what was that process like? Was that a difficult decision or? A, a job brought you here. Yeah, really. job, yeah, yeah, job absolutely brought me here. So it wasn't difficult. Uh, we didn't, I don't move, didn't move my family the first season. You don't move your family the first season <laughs> of any show. Like, hey, we got a job. No, you, and, but the second season we knew they had already visited by then. I knew they would love it. Um, what about Nashville keeps you both here? Uh, man, <laughs> I don't know where to really uh, start. When I first got here, uh, there's a line in that John Denver song, Rocky Mountain High, I think said, uh, coming home to a place he'd never been before. And I felt like that 
instantly. A lot of it had been that I'd been in LA, LA for about 23 years and LA was not the, the sort of the climate that I was raised in, uh, you know, whether it was the desert that I lived in for a while or just the lush green, that's all beautiful. And I loved it, but I missed weather. I missed a lot of the green that you have here. Um, but on top of that, clearly the music that I get to, I just played again at the Opry the other night wow. and I had this incredible opportunity to do that. I'll be at the, um, Bluebird like in a week or so. So just to live in music city and live out these dreams that I get to live and work with all these great players and producers. But on top of that, um, I felt instantly like this culture of kindness here in this town. I don't know if it's Southern hospitality or something. It seems something even more particular to Nashville that I'm talking about. Uh, we lived in LA for a long time. I had a couple, had a bunch of friends, but on our street, we knew like one or two people we knew like everybody on our street, like within a week, they're bringing bunt cakes and things. And so, <laughs> so I don't know. So just um, also um, for anybody that does any traveling as part of their business, which I do, I do some touring and I do some you know work going to different places as, with my acting. It's so central. You you come to yeah. understand how silly it is to live on the side of a country you're traveling over. Yeah, constantly. <laughs> Why not live in the middle of the country you're traveling? Like, like uh, Kirk Herbstreet, the uh, you know who does yeah, college football yeah, and stuff yeah. like that for ESPN. And, um, he lives here because he has to travel for football every weekend. And so like Nashville works, yeah. it's, it's yeah, just, yeah. It's, it's perfect. Standups are get are getting it too. A bunch of standups are moving here. A bunch of, you know, obviously, um, musicians, it's, this is where you tour out of. This is where you can get reach just about everything. Mm. Yeah. When I got here, it was funny. I, first thing I did is, is, um, before I closed down a house as I joined a golf course. <laughs> first Priorities. First. Yeah. Yeah. My ex-wife was like, of course you did. <laughs> so, so I went over there and I was, I was playing. This is, this is really off the wall, but I, I, I didn't know anybody. And I, I got in, played in one of their tournaments and I, I only have in my life one hole in one and I got it at that tournament. And, um, Wow, we were in the um in the and that's after why he'll never leave Nashville. <laughs> I'll never leave Nashville. No, it's a Go magic on. city. I, Good I, luck, charm. I was in afterwards. I still didn't know anybody there, and they had since the tournament they had beer and wine and stuff. And I said, they you know said, hey, our new newest member, Buzz Brainerd, got a hole in one today. And I said, guys, I feel bad because beer and wine's for free. You know, I'm supposed to buy drinks. So if anybody wants a real drink, follow me up to the clubhouse. And this group of guys got up and go, let's go, and um. A lot of them were locals. They played together on the weekends, and um, they took me in, and I joined their little group and started to play with them. And so then every time I'd go, hey, I need a mechanic. Oh, we got a guy. I need a plumber. We got, got a, a guy. guy. <laughs> yeah, you got a guy. <laughs> you set up. So I felt like I was adopted and brought into the fold through them. And, um, you know, it was it was crazy. That felt like home, too. Oh, yeah. I have to tell you real quickly, I recently hit the worst kind of hole-in-one you can hit. <laughs> I was about to play a tournament out in Palm Desert and I was late and so everybody's gone to their carts. Let's go, we gotta go. And I'm on the range and I and I look out at a flag. It's it's about hundred and 35 or 140 like that out there and i i go all right just one more at the flag out there and everybody turns and everybody's walking away and i just hit the pitching wedge perfect pured it it lands like six feet in front of the hole it rolls to the pin and it goes in and i turn around and there's nobody I'm a driving range nobody saw it hole in one chip chip just let me ask you in that in that case what do you do do you Tell people then you're on the hook for the drinks. Oh, no, oh you yeah. just got no, no. no I, um, I don't saw it. I, I, they don't see it. I, I didn't want to be the guy. Who, although I just did it on your. <laughs> <laughs> but right. in that moment, I was like, 
I, it was actually a little special. It was a little beautiful. I was like, well, I know. That just happened. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but it was just for you. Would I prefer that it was on a course with uh, a bunch of guys that I wanted to impress? <laughs> yeah. On, yeah. on TV <laughs> while you're in a pro-am. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, everybody, if you enjoy License to Chill, then you might want to pop on over to SiriusXM and check out Patrick and I on Friday nights for Friday Nights with Patrick and Ryan. We are hosts on SiriusXM Channel 24, Radio Margaritaville. We host from 7 to midnight, Key West time, we like to say. Fins up! Uh, and we get your weekend started off right. But uh, if you're not listening to us, listen to the large array of incredible hosts on Radio Margaritaville. We make sure to get you in that island spirit any moment of the day, including the Buffett Buffet, where we play nothing but Jimmy Buffett for a whole hour at 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 7 p.m. Check out SiriusXM on your dial, in your car, or download the SXM app wherever you get your apps. We'll see you there. Back to the show, guys. You know, this is the Margaritaville podcast. We care a lot about uh, uh, relaxation and vacation, of course. Um, you guys are both people who do jobs that are kind of gigs, right? You jump around. There's You have some set stuff, but you can jump around. How do you get in that vacation mindset? I just feel so lucky, so fortunate, so blessed. Um, I was shooting Outer Banks in seasons two and three. We went to shoot in Barbados. <laughs> <laughs> Rub it in. Right? Back to the coal mines. Yeah. So, um, well, it's worse than you think. We were, I think we we're in Barbados for five weeks, mm -hmm. uh, my wife and I, this time. I think I worked for six days. Wow. So, <laughs> nice work if you can get it. Yeah. Kind of a thing. And I got it. Um, so, uh, that's one thing. I, yeah, I'm, um, look, so it's a terrible, somebody asked me recently, how, right in the middle of that, they go, how are you doing? And I'm like, I'm the kind of good you shut up about. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, nobody wants to hear the guy that gets to be on a TV show and paid to be in Barbados. That's really it. Now, it wasn't always that way for sure. I was talking to you guys earlier about we shoot Outer Banks in Charleston, so I got to spend some time there. But um, the Outer Banks itself is where my family has gone for years and years for our beach week. Um, Nags Head, Kerala, Duck, just up in that coast. Earlier, we were further up in Ocean City, uh, Maryland, and Fenwick, and um, Rehoboth, and places like that. But recently, we've been uh, there, and I can't even tell you how much I love that beach week. First of all, I love my family so much. There's by now like 60 of us wow and um we need pretty massive houses because we like we don't want to be all over the we want to so we all chip in and get chip in and get these massive <laughs> how, oh this is kind of funny last year for the first time ever we couldn't find a house that was fit or two houses that would fit us all why because of a little show, show called outer banks <laughs> my family's like way to go dude way to go <laughs> so we finally got one last year i'm telling you i unplug i go to a different place and I just love them all so much, and I love that beach chair life, just sort of unplugging. I say that um, life is what happens in between beach weeks mm. is, is how I feel sometimes because I feel like, okay, here we go. We're back. We're back home, and I, and I love that so much. So, yeah. I'm jealous. I can't unplug um, because it's so weird. I try. I have to really – it's it's by appointment. Like like when you filled in for me, me taking a Friday off was a big deal. Mm -hmm. So it's just I, – I feel like I built this thing up, and I have to be there for it. It's crazy. I mean, you know, I don't have to be, but I also have a ton of clients. When I go somewhere, um, most of the time it's for work, 
And then I've got um, my laptop with me. And the yeah. technology we have now, like clients are like, hey, we, I've got a TV station that I do in India. And, wow. and they'll be like, I need, we need this and so-and-so. And it's like odd hours. And so th- there's a little bit of time frame there that I can you know, wait to get it to them. But I'm always, there's never a day where somebody doesn't need something from me. Oh, man. So what I have to do wait, is- uh, Want or need? Good point there. Right? They want. Yeah. Sometimes I do make a point of of saying, hey, listen, I'm doing this and this. I can't right now. But uh, as soon as I can, as soon as I get back to my studio, my laptop, I will do that. But I am trying so hard to take that time. Like um, when my son graduated recently, graduated uh, college, I'm like, what do you want to do? You want to go somewhere? And he goes, yeah, I'd like to go to Key West. And I said, oh, you want to take some buddies with you? I'll pay for it. And he goes, no, I would like to go with you. So we went down and spent a week in Key West and I unplugged and it was like, wow, I was with my son and we were celebrating that and it was the greatest week ever. And when you came back, it was all still spinning. The world was still there. Nobody cared. That's a funny Nobody thing cared, learn, right? Yeah. It's a funny thing and, and last year I had a dream trip. I've always wanted to go the, uh, the, um, bringing it back to golf, but the, um, the, the open championship, the British open was at St. Andrews, the mm-hmm. 150th open championship. And I went, to St. Andrews wow. in Scotland. Yeah. To, 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 you know, and, and same thing there. I completely unplugged. You're right, Chip. I came back. They're like, oh, okay. No, but if you, I gave my heads up ahead of time, I was fine. Yeah, they'll so make it work. Yeah. I'm working on that. I'm trying so hard. Well, uh, listening to this station helps a lot, I find. I know, <laughs> yeah. It really does. It really helps your hand towards the plug to unplug yeah, when yeah. you listen to this i mean all music sort of does that to some degree but there's just something about these songs and beach songs and you know uh, jimmy's buffett songs that that really takes you to that place and uh i find the beach very very curative and and i think he sings a lot about that like it's it just takes it reduces your blood pressure. Even going into that ocean, that's just salt water. Even if you got like a nick or a cut on you, it starts healing, like yep. healing yeah. up immediately. And then the sun and the, just all the vitamin D that's coming in. I don't know. I just find it. Um, my sister went through a very, very rough patch. Personally, we were going out to Barbados um, to shoot, to work. And I said, I said, well, look, you're, you're going to be sad. You're going to be very hurting. Come be sad and hurting in paradise. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Come just sit on a beach chair and feel those things. And uh, I told her, I said, I said, yeah. it made me think of the phrase Dr. Beach. And I do, I do believe the beach is a doctor. Um, and that, that that's why you do need to find some time there. You, need, you just need to get away. It's not some people's thing, but uh, I don't understand those people. <laughs> 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 you you, you got to find, uh, you know, what heals you. Like for some people, it's the beats. For some people, it's the mountains. Yes, true, true. You know, and I, I think there is something to the effect of just being out in nature. Yeah. Like that's kind of what it's there for is, yeah. you know, to kind of recenter yourself and heal up and get ready and, you know, kind of to dive dive back in. So I, I totally hear that. I actually ended up writing a song. I'll come back and, and play that for you sometime called Dr. Beach. It says, uh, Dr. Beach will cure what ails you. Dr. Beach will fix you right uh you just make you an appointment in a week you'll be all right i can <laughs> i can see that you've been hurting and nothing else is working she'll get you back on your feet dr b <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it i love that i was gonna say when you said that i was like that's a song i have another one. Oh man i I'm, i gotta get this one to you guys i have not released this yeah. yet but i'm absolutely going to it's called um uh 
this song is called Willing to Try. It says, I flew in Saturday morning, ain't left this beach chair since then. I've been this happy before, but I can't recall when. I was as blue as this ocean. I'm feeling better today. I got another margarita and I'm sip, sip, sipping away. <laughs> I, says, I love it. I don't know if I can stay this happy. I don't know if I can sit and drink tequila for the rest of my life. But I'm willing to try. <laughs> so, so that's that song. That's what I feel like I'm doing is working toward that. You know, like I, I I'm also feel like I'm playing catch up. Mm. You know, yeah. like I'm trying to, I'm trying to make sure everything's. I, I can see the end in sight. I, I don't want to. It, it's not a sad thing, but I can see like. Uh, Semi-retirement. And the probably, things you want to do before you're done. Yes. Yeah. And I can see that. So I feel like I'm just like stockpiling, boom, boom, doing it. You know, let's get that so that I can have that and not worry about it as much. And, I would I would say I, I, that's interesting because I can rec- – I, I feel myself doing that sometimes too. Then the other part of me goes, you're never going to be to that place. I know, I know. So you're – you know, I, so so do it do it now. I don't do it a lot. Believe me, I'm, I'm a busy – guy like yourself even mentally it's always just yeah. kind of going up there so um that's when i when i i'm not talking about these long trips i said it's a beach week or just going if i'm working somewhere just making sure i get down into the ocean but uh or just playing those songs as you're it's a good thing about uh, nashville too is, is it's a quick shot if you go down to like destin and stuff too i've got i've made sure to make friends who have places there so yeah yeah, yeah. you can drive down there and be there in, in no we, time we have all. not done the destin thing actually uh, so i have to do all that in the third because you're always working on the beach they're paying you to work on the beach (laughs) guilty (laughs) but technically you could be paid to work on the beach too that's true we just talked about how remote you you are and by the way you have i have been yeah yeah we have done yeah yeah. we've worked on the beach (laughs) yeah we we have taken it on the road and done stuff like that so yeah he found a way to get paid to work in a bar while he's (laughs) (laughs) that's true i mean dream gig yeah Yeah. totally well speaking of vacations we like to ask this question to everybody it's a four-pronged question but we want to know you know for a vacation uh where you'd like to go for a month a week a day and an hour Mm -hmm. and if you haven't been there buzz we can just plan your trips for you right yeah let's do it right now i'm writing this down yeah Yeah, so we'll start with a month so where would you want to travel for a full month and we're not counting travel time in any of these you kind of warp and you're there star trek rules okay Uh, I'm going to go uh, uh, Australia or New Zealand. Can I lop those in together? Like, yeah. Yeah. For so, a month? Totally. Yeah, for a month. I yeah, think yeah. that's where I'd like to go for a month. Yeah. Very cool. I think for me it would be uh, the Far East. I, I've not done um, whether it's Japan or all the other islands or the Philippines or you know, Bora Bora or wherever. Yeah. I've just not been uh, – I've not, I've not done the Far the Far East like that. So for, I think it seems like so many different types of places you go uh, a month with – Check that bucket list well, very well. Yeah, yeah. Middle East too, though. I have I haven't done that either, but I think I'd start off in in the, in the Far East. Okay. Yeah. How okay. about how about a week? Where are we going for a week? Outer Banks with my family. Outer Banks. There you go. Yeah. 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 I have a lot of good memories in Hawaii when I lived oh, in L.A. Can I change my answer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was uh, sorry, family. <laughs> mine was kind of family. I got lucky because my ex-wife's brother um, moved out when he was young to work for the phone company. There was a, a hurricane, and they said, "Anybody want to go?" He was in Texas. Anybody want to go to Hawaii and help us get this, you know, back together? And he went out there in in, in his early twenties and never left, and wow. and married a, 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 a Hawaiian girl. Mm-hmm. And so it was nice because we were in L.A. They lived there so we would go uh, uh at least once a year or, and so i have a lot of great memories there and all the islands so i think uh, uh i'm the week i'm taking uh 
like the Grand Wailea or something. Yeah, mm. the d- day is tricky. We, I, day, I, is I, tricky. day is tricky. You're, that's you're, a tough you're, one. You're giving your answer. I'm saying going day because you don't want to make it too nice because that's almost just like <laughs> yeah. you're gonna miss torture. it. Torture. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, there have yeah. been days when I had to um, fly back, um, or I would go to the beach week, and I had to go. I was on the office at one time, and I had to fly back, so I got like two or three days of the beach <laughs> week, and I loved being on the office, but oh man, that hurt. So I flew all the way back to get like one more day of it. I was always desperate. So. One day, one day. Are we down to one day? Yeah, we're, we're down, down to one day. day. <clears throat> and what comes after that? An, An hour. hour. An hour. Yeah. All right. A day would be <laughs> have to do with food to me. Okay. I think so. May, I don't know. Maybe something like Paris. Maybe. Uh, do you get the night also? Yeah, yeah you can have the night. Uh, of course. Okay. Twenty four uh, hours. Twenty four hours. Uh, you guys are. You go. You go. <laughs> It's it, a tough one. Yeah. It's it might tough. just not be the food. It might be something else like England. I love London. Mm-hmm. So just London for a day. I've, I've spent enough time there that I wouldn't need, you know, the whole, week, uh, the whole week or a month, but I would love to have it. But just to suddenly be in London and, and see some friends and see a show and have a great have a great meal. I don't know. Go ahead, Buzz. I grew up in Michigan, and um, uh, I re- recently was able to go back um, to Traverse City, Michigan, which is just a beautiful resort area. And it's just the Sleeping Bear Sand Dunes, and it's just – gorgeous and it's just a nice great area and, and for me it's like that was uh vacation time and stuff that was the getaway and when i went back it all just came you know rushing back through me i was like so many childhood memories um so if i for a day i'd go to traverse city michigan it's just a little yeah. resort town on the on the lake on Mackinac the, islands over there too right? Mackinac islands a little no, north, north up there oh, but yeah. it's like kind of on the other side people from michigan always do this it's like yeah, a little yeah. little yeah. fingers yeah, yeah. Grand uh-huh. traverse bay so there's just a lot of water yeah and uh and just it's 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 a michigan version of a beach community well i, I don't know might i might have a, a like a day in in colorado with uh with my son like oh, yeah. uh, whether it was skiing like we just did in winter park or or like a really great hike um outside of boulder or something like mm-hmm. that um so yeah for one day that would be nice yeah yeah my, okay. other, my other one would be like memphis or something you know like just just, just go, go see something yeah yeah like oh that's a good idea too if you're gonna do a bucket list thing that you've not done yeah go knock off that you've done graceland yeah. Right? yeah like the, i just love <laughs> i love the whole idea of it yeah. kitschy and stuff and sun records and everything it's mm-hmm. like it's amazing you know and the rendezvous barbecue there and all that stuff so oh, yeah. one hour one hour let's do let's it, do it. One yeah hour. what do we got again travel not an issue not an issue travel not an issue True, but you're gonna be there for an hour no time travel involved in this. This is just actual. No, right okay. now, right here, right now, <laughs> right here, right now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, well, if travel's not an issue, maybe I'll just say um, my house in Brentwood because I don't feel like driving in traffic right now. So if <laughs> yeah. you can just get me there, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Brentwood's an issue. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, no. Where would I want to be for one hour? I, I keep coming back to a. It's cheating, but I keep thinking of people. Like, who would I want to be with for an yeah, hour? And where yeah, of course. So. so um, I'll take an hour with my mom. She's up in the D.C. area, like on a beautiful spring day. Yeah, and, and, yeah. Uh, like right now, the cherry blossoms are probably just past mm-hmm. their best. But if anybody hasn't done that, go do that. It's beautiful. So, yeah, I can't figure out this hour thing. That's, right. a, that's a tough one. Jeez, <laughs> uh, I don't know. For an hour. He's like, that's not even nine holes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Exactly. I have to play a par three course. <laughs> All right. To take it back to golf. Like um, recently, we just had the Masters tournament. I w- I was lucky oh. enough to go to Augusta National, and it and it was one of those things where people go, "Oh, you, it's nothing like you think it's going to be." And I'm like, "Yeah, right." And you get there and you go, "Wow, it really is nothing like it." Yeah. Just looks fake. 
Mm. So, ah, yeah. so like just to hang out maybe Ooh, at the Masters. Yeah. An hour, an hour, an hour. And, sit, yeah, on the, uh, sit on Amen Corner for, for an, an hour. hour and watch a few groups come through. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Tiger would be strolling up the, the, the area there and you'd be and they're like, it's, your time's up, Buzz. You have yeah. to leave. Oh, no. It's an hour and one minute. Oh, he's, <laughs> an hour, go. yeah. He's on the, yeah. That's so funny. Uh, Buzz, Chip, thanks so much for joining us today. I know, Chip, you got some new music coming out. Anything you want to tell oh, us? Oh, sure, absolutely. Got, I have a song out right now called One Good Move. I was talking about my wife earlier and how uh, meeting her and hanging on to her was my one good move. That's out right now. And I have a... Another one that comes out real soon called A Little Right Now. Mm, and that's, a, that's a more heartfelt sort of country rocker about sometimes you get to the point in your life where you're, uh, you feel your faith fading. So you're just ask for, you're asking for a little more faith. Just get me through this next part. So it's called A Little Right Now. Awesome. I've heard some of the, his new stuff and it's fantastic. Oh, and thank you, this guy is prolific. I'm telling you, there was a while where he was putting out a song a week for how many weeks? 54 weeks. That's incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah, incredible. It was a world record. Yeah, <laughs> world record. I didn't even know it when I was doing it. Yeah. And then they go, well, here's a plaque. <laughs> you did oh, that. Oh, cool. Well, thank you. But Honestly, yeah. The, the new project sounds great. I've, I've heard a few thank cuts you, off. Thank you, Buzz. I appreciate it. It's fantastic. Yeah, awesome. And we'll be looking up for Dr. Beach as well. Uh, yeah, That's I, right. I got, haven't, haven't cut that one yet. i got to cut that one. <laughs> well, you let us know but when I it's out. I actually have cut... Um, uh, willing to try, and so, uh, mm, so keeping your out for that one. Yeah, great. Thanks. And Buzz, we got the happy hour every Friday. Yeah, for a while. We'll see if they yeah. keep showing up. We'll keep doing it. Oh yeah, <laughs> I have a feeling. I have a feeling if you stop doing it, they would show up every Friday for a year or two after that. Like, where are they? <laughs> it's, it's funny because sometimes, like, we have Stagecoach Festival coming up in Indio, California. We'll yeah. go out there for that, and I'll do the happy hour there. And then inevitably, there are some people who are like, "I planned my trip to Nashville a year ago, <laughs> oh, and oh, you're man. not here, oh, so man. screw you." Oh, man. <laughs> and you can't. I mean, you just gotta let that go because yeah. I understand people want that to be a part of their trip but it's like sure yeah, yeah. of course yeah it's tough yeah uh well guys thank you so much this has been a blast really appreciate yeah. your time thank thanks you. guys patrick that was chip Eston. i'm just gonna call him chip now we got the pass we're we buddies chip. we're buddies and buzz brainerd what a cool interview great interview uh we got an incredible selfie out of it too <laughs> yeah we did you from the master seen after we did it, we said, can you take one of these selfies? We'll post it online as well. Uh, <laughs> it was a good selfie. He was standing on benches. Yeah, he like, was standing He was on looking benches. for the right light. My phone was broken, and he was a little annoyed at that. Uh-huh. He, he said, we're kind of not dealing with a, a fair phone here. <laughs> but uh, it ended up working out great. Every week on this show, Ryan, we like to talk about something we did this week that was very Margaritaville. So uh, uh, it doesn't have to be going to something that is specifically Margaritaville branded, but uh, what is something you've done that's very Margaritaville, Ryan? Okay, so hear me out. I got an air fryer this week. Okay. And I have been using it not really for food, but for garnishes for cocktails. Whoa, that's creative. You can make some really quick dehydrated lime wheels in an air fryer. Wow, that's brilliant, Ryan. So I just slice up the lime, like kind of medium thickness, toss in the air fryer for like, I don't know, five minutes, and you're good to go. Well, there you go. That's very Margaritaville. It's amazing. It's It's resourceful, and it has a tropical outcome. So I have a gigantic machine in my kitchen now specifically for dehydrated lime wheels. (laughs) There you go. You're getting what you pay for at this one. Yeah, I don't know about that, but (laughs) what about you? Uh, Something I did that was very Margaritaville this week. Actually, this is more of a a long con that I have built myself into. It's more of a reputation. And uh, uh, I walked up. uh, I went to a beach recently. There was a a birthday on the beach. And I walked up and I was uh, perceived as someone who's 
good to invite to the beach. Wow. Someone who knows what he's doing. I brought uh, my, you know, my little Margarita Valazzi cooler that yeah. had my drinks in it. Yeah. I brought uh, uh, chips and snacks. I had games. I had blankets. I had sunscreen. I had everything. You brought the party. I have been training for this. <laughs> I've been training to be the guy you want to invite to the beach. Right, right. And I've accomplished it. Wow. So That's got to be a good feeling. It's a really good feeling. You can rest easy at night. Hard work pays off, guys. <laughs> That's all I can say. And uh, if, if you want to bring me to the beach, I'll come. No questions asked. <laughs> Send me an invite. I'll be there. And I will be prepared. And you will be happy I'm there. I love it. I love it. Well, Ryan, I hate to tell you, it's time to check out. It's time already. It is already time to check out. We had a great time this week. Uh, thanks for joining us. I'm Patrick McDonald. And I'm Ryan Miller. We will see you all next week. License to Chill is the official Margaritaville podcast produced by Tamara Baldanza-Decker, Courtney Watkins, and Kirsten Winquest. Art by Tom Boyd. Music by Aaron McAnally and Mick Utley. Additional resources provided by Coleman Sisson. New episodes are released every Monday. Subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>